Welcome to Cricket Only Better, episode 205. The Ashes wrestling match is over for another two and a bit years. The urn is with Australia, but the series is still very much alive. Not quite the epic we all hoped for going into the final test at the Oval, but no shortage of drama. So dramatic that Sam's had to go and take himself off to McDonald's, or what is it, Starbucks? Starbucks, Sam, where are you? Well, I'll, could, be, could be anywhere, Hawkins. It's a, a beach in the middle of nowhere. Rather like where Pat Cummins, I, I bet, wishes he was right now. Um, the series, indeed, is never dull, as you say. It's the least you could say, indeed. Plenty to talk about. Um, thank the Lord we've got the man who's been there and done it, Ian Bell, five-time Ashes winner, is back with us again. Hello, Ian Bell. Ian, Hello. Time. And uh, Paul Christian, oh, sorry, Ian, question for you uh, in, in the script. It's presumably you're delighted uh, Stuart Broad's been designed, denied a series Ashes win. Uh, doesn't that mean your exclusive little club keeps any new members out? I, I had a couple of messages from that, but I, I don't I don't celebrate those ones. It would have been great to see certainly this uh, this series going to the, to the over, wouldn't it? I mean, you know, I feel lucky that the teams I played in, but, you know, I want England to win every series possible. But... Um, I do get the old message reminding me that so that means Jimmy and Brody can't get to five. But um, yeah, wow. I don't gloat on that one. But they've probably got a couple more series in them at this rate, haven't they? Um, oh, so they could do. Could do. Anyway, wait and see. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, uh, you're a man who refuses to join any club that would have you as a member. It says here. Um, how are you? This oh, fine I very well. Is that a uh, Groucho Marx reference? It, it could be. It could be. Lovely stuff. Uh, no Richard Mann this week. We're delighted to say he's become a father for the second time. Um, he has found time to provide his best bets, though. Um, so we are stuck in the meantime with Edward Hawkins uh, stepping up to fill in. Uh, Hawkins, what is on the show? Yeah, it's the ultimate fourth test, bet fifth test betting preview. Excuse me. Uh, this is your Ashes betting hub. Teams, pitch report, weather report, players to follow, players not to follow, trades, angles, the lot. Uh, did I say weather? Yeah, I did. Lovely stuff. Um, yes, we've got the best bets. Another five-point challenger. They fall by the wayside faster than sunglasses salesman in Manchester. Um, but only one place to start, Ian. Manchester, do you buy the narrative that England were hard done by in that game? Um, well, I think they were hard done by, but I think we all knew the, the forecast going into this match. I think they did everything they could possibly to to force a win. I thought day two in particular, I thought Crawley's innings was, was quite astonishing, really, and, and the cricket they played on that day. Um, but I think we knew going into it, I think that what they'll have is um, you know, no regrets on this test match in terms of how they played. But I think they'll have regrets looking back on maybe the first two. There were moments in the, in the first two test matches where they could have managed, if they'd have managed them slightly better. And that's not being less aggressive, but just managed periods of play better. They wouldn't have been 2-1 down and, or 2-0 down. And the series would still be alive going into the Oval. OK. Um... Hawkins, uh, you have some strident views, which I believe has led to some on Twitter calling you miserable and sad. And it's brilliant that your wife's got a Twitter account, finally. Um, go to at Twitter Cricket Betting if you do want to join in on that. Um, we've known he's like that for 204 episodes, you see. Uh, Hawkins, what are these strident views? Well, it's just that um, I just don't believe this narrative, which is may gather pace or not, that uh, England have you know, hard done by. I mean, there's a lot of nonsense talk about having a reserve day for a test match now just because England have been denied an Ashes win. I don't I don't believe, and I'm sure Ian agrees with me, that you don't manage to retain or win the urn by being the poorer side. In this case, we've had four tests and they've been extremely competitive. 
but over such a, a length of competitive action, it's say it's almost impossible for the result to be wrong in that regard. And I said it at the start of the series that England may well have got stronger as the series went on. But I didn't like their preparation. I didn't like the lack of red ball cricket they played. Um, and I think that was a mistake when you put loads of resources into having uh, some silly review by someone with a sir or title. Uh, which trashes county cricket and, and there's all kinds of restructuring. But when it actually comes to playing the, the games, a whole chunk of your players haven't played any red ball cricket. And they weren't at it at Edgebaston. Um, Michael Vaughan said that um, they weren't prepped for that game. And in, in big moments, as Ian said, they've made an awful lot of mistakes, England, in every single of the four, te four tests they've played. They've made significant errors. Um, and Australia just haven't made those mistakes. So this idea that England are hard done by, unlucky or what have you, uh, Piers Morgan being the main trumpeter of that, absolute rubbish. Everybody has to have an opinion, Hawkins. Um, that's the rule of the British media. Right, um, Paul Krishnamurti, the uh, cold-hearted betting king that you presumably are, um, will think it's all nonsense if I ask you questions like, do you think England will be more motivated now um, I imagine you'll say it makes no difference at all whatsoever to a team's percentage chance of winning in that fifth test. No, I don't agree. I don't agree. Um, we've seen it time and again in IPL where, um, and I've seen, we've definitely seen it in dead rubber test matches over the year. I'm not saying that Australia are unmotivated here. I mean, that would be ridiculous. They've got every motivation to win as a World Test Championship, as winning the series, etc. But there is a difference when one side just has that little bit more energy, that little bit more enthusiasm. And not only that, I mean, I think you've got to add it to the fact that whether England are unlucky or not, I think is arguable. They could definitely could have won this series. There's no doubt about it. I think in spot on, it was in the first two tests, we missed a couple of opportunities there where we could have, the results have been different. But they definitely have the momentum at the moment. They've won what, the last four days play between these two sides. Australia were missing Nathan Lyon. That's made a big difference to them. Um, Cummings is knackered. I just think it's really all the momentum here with England. And I've had quite a strong bet here. Um, I haven't backed England because I'm very fearful of the draw once again with the weather forecast. But I think Australia are cracking late. That's 2.72. I don't think, I don't think it'll go off that. I think they'll drift before the off. I think there's quite a bit of rain around the first day. But even if it doesn't, I, I think the gap between England and Australia here is much bigger than the odds suggest. Sorry, struggling to find the mute button, everybody. Um, Ian Bell, it says here that I now have to ask you, do you, you think that England will be more motivated now, which I assume is some sort of joke from Hawkins? Um, but seriously, what is the mindset like in that dressing room, do you think, at the moment? Again, I don't think there's, you don't need too much motivation when you're putting on a international shirt whether it's England Australian you know your motivation is to go out and perform every time um I, I would have thought they'll still want to to make this 2-2 over the fact that you know I think England Australia haven't won here since 2001 outright so you don't want to be that team do you I think you want to make 2-2 is a lot better than 3-1 or 2-1 so I'd have thought they'll do everything in their their power and I, I, I completely agree with what Paul just said there I think the momentum is massively with with England at the moment and and you look back and I know there's a lot of talk about not playing for draws or not doing that. I love all that, but there's times in a five-match series, and I think I look. You look at this now, where England have got to. If they'd have played smart at certain times, I think over five 
test matches, they would they would have been the stronger team. You know, and they're proving that right now. They didn't have to chase it too hard at the start of the series, allow this to happen, wear Australia down by just doing what they're doing at the moment. And the results would have come. So, no, I expect England to win this test match because I, I just don't see how Australia have got anything more to add in. Yes, they might change the, the lineup and leave Warner out and bring a spinner in. But at the moment, I think England have just got everything um, everything lined up to win this next test match. Okay, Ian, staying with you, um, Australia did look in total disarray in Manchester. Quite enjoyed the, the 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 caption of a Pat Cummins picture, which said he looked like he'd been sleeping in his car. Um, do you think it's all that all that pretending he wasn't bothered by being called a, a cheat after after Lord's fight? You know that sort of, you know, I know I'm sort of half joking there, but it feels like the sense of that um, the, the sort of is that as the sort of stress of this whole thing sort of caught up with them? The length of this tour. I mean, they obviously had an extra game before test match before. Like, what you know, what what what's going on with them? Do you think? No, I, I, well, I think that situation certainly from Lords. I think that if anything, it galvanised England. There was a lot of talk, wasn't there? Emotionally in, in in England and English support was certainly backed England, didn't it? Actually, we're, we weren't talking about England being two 0 down. We were talking about Australia and whether that was right, the spirit of the game. So that. I think that sort of worked in England's favour and actually probably reminded England, you know, and there was a lot of talk, wasn't there? I think KP and, and Vaughan, he talked about how friendly everyone's been. And I since, think since that moment's happened, I think it's got England back on track about what this is about. This is about beating Australia, not being the nice guys, beating Australia. So I think that's certainly helped. I think, you know, when you look at someone like Cummins, I think, you know, the Test Championship, him alone as a captain that bowls or a bowler captain, I think this was always going to be particularly hard. And actually, we're probably just seeing the toll of that at the moment. One captain in your country emotionally, uh, you know, mentally is is draining. But being a bowler as well, I think that's hard. So we're just seeing him probably just tail off a little bit. And I think that's the fact that he's played, what's that now, five five test matches on the bounce in about eight weeks. OK, um, lovely stuff. Um, yeah, I have to say, looking at comments, even talking after Lords, you just felt the way that he answered those questions. I have to say, I slightly felt this coming. Uh, I haven't actually reminded everybody about Zach Crawley, my predictions in 200, 203, 204 yet. So um, there we go. Um, it's, only Ian, you, it's only taken you 205 shows to get something Well, right. Hawkins, because I normally I, I spent the, the other 204 letting you guys get on with it. And that's clearly the biggest mistake, um, subsuming myself the team. Um, right, Ian, um, I, I, I have been remiss in uh, not reminding the viewers that um, your exclusive thoughts are available through the ashes on uh, betting.betfair and you'll also be providing session by session updates for the fifth test at betfair exchange which we all very much look forward to and viewers should very much join in on um right coming to paul krishnamurti test match betting is i gather all about identifying the team most likely to take 20 wickets um we'll get to that o that oval test but um are you worried about um a voucher on australia with cummins going to all parts and st start looking fragile yeah, nice I am. I, again, Bill, what I was saying before, um, adjusting, you've got a big advantage in this test and you won't see Australia anywhere near the best. And on the bowling front, one interesting bet here, because as I say, Cummings is knackered and may not bowl huge and long spells. Um, he's only bowled 18 overs in the series so far. But Mitchell Marsh, uh, the last time he played at the Oval 2019, was a uh, top wicket taker in the first innings with five wickets, seven in the match. And he's six to one. I, I could see that. I could, you know, um, especially if one of the one of the key pace bowlers only bowls a few overs, is injured or tired or whatever. 
So yeah, I'll, I'll finish probably a little bit of value. Okay, um, lovely stuff. All the best angles on the oval test coming up. Back to Manchester and Hawkins first with some trading insight. Uh, yeah, because we've been doing the uh, live blog for Betfair Exchange at Betfair Exchange on Twitter. Just really interesting, and I'm sure Paul will mention this at the moment, how enthralling match odds market was to England during that test and reared towards almost completely ignoring what the weather forecast was over the first three days of action. Um, and how unlike that is the match-odds market, it's, it's obviously extremely, it's ordinarily extremely nervous about weather forecasts and probably puts too much store in them. It certainly has done historically, but this was co- the complete opposite. Um, and it was quite extraordinary to see um, and quite sort of dull to actually have to cover sort of from uh, in-play betting point of view because you just kept repeating yourself saying the draw is the wrong price, it's way too big for the first three days. Um, and what was particularly strange, they kind of woke up at the end of the, the day's play on the third day when it went from about 2.4, maybe 2.3 to odds on within about an hour of the close. Um, so it was, it was it was a very much a delayed reaction in terms of uh, what the weather forecast meant. We may well have something similar at the uh, Oval coming up. But also just to point out in the four tests that we've had, England have been prohibitively short odds on at the death in each of these test matches, and they failed to win. So there is an important point there. Are England actually uh, to be taken on when they do get short odds on? I think Ian will be writing about that in his column about burying teams when you get on top on betting.betfair this week. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, uh, your extraordinary Mancunian insight uh, led to you backing the draw in our preview preview show for the um, fourth test. Um, how did you trade it? Well, first of all, I mean, it's completely right. The draw was the wrong price for the whole game beforehand as well. The weather forecast was consistently grim for 10 days. Uh, so it shouldn't have been that price. So I backed it at the start at 4-1, to one, backed it again at 7-2. to two, And the plan was always hold this until Friday because it will be Friday when people wake up to how bad the weather is at the weekend. Um, as it was, I didn't, and we were discussing this on the WhatsApp. Ed called uh, the draw at 2.9 when I think Australia were maybe three down, that kind of time, and he was bang on, and I didn't go in again for the sole reason that I was already on, uh, and I did end up laying back like stake at even money, but I left most of it really. I needed to cover on the uh, series score bets because any result would have been a win, so I lost that bit. Hawkins, um, seems only fitting that we kick off this oval coverage um, with a, your trademark weather report. Yeah, Michael Fish, here I come. Showers on days one, two and three at the moment. Could get worse, could get better. Um, suspect at the moment not serious enough to lose uh, chunks of result-altering overs, but uh, we will see. We we do hope uh, drawbackers are listening. Of course, we not, like nothing more than, than laying in the draw um, historically, um, so we would like to get the opportunity to do so again, but we are going to be obviously alert to what the weather is up to. Some uh, cracking insight there from Hawkins. Right. Um, fifth and final Ashes test starts on Thursday. 11 a.m. live on Sky Sports. Bet for exchange prices for you. Have England, the favourites, at 2.44. Australia are 2.76. The draw is currently 4.4. Uh, Ian Bell, are England favourites to win this game? Uh, we'll talk team news in a bit. We'd just love to get your view on where the balance of power currently lies. 
Yeah, I think 100% they are. I think everything you'd suggest from Headingley all the way through the three and a bit days that they did get out in the middle, I think it's all with England at the moment. I don't see how Australia are going to make massive changes, whether it's Scott Boland who comes in and Murphy. I, I think that's irrelevant. I think everything is with England at the moment. They're balanced the team. Looks fine. I, I think the big factor is can Wood play again? I think Wood's been a huge um, huge benefit to England. Obviously, not just getting Steve Smith out, but just he just makes England look a much better attack. So that's a big one if he can play back-to-back games. Um, but yeah, I think everything is with England at the moment. We've probably lost, uh, we may well have lost Sam Collins for the duration, but uh, let's give oh, you those. the oval lowdown, please. <laughs> okay, you're back. Uh, <laughs> England, Crawley, Duckett, Moeen, uh, Root, Brooks, Stokes, Bairstow, Wokes, Robinson, Broad, and Tom, assuming Wood is not going to make it. Um, we're assuming Anderson's not going to make it because he's, you know, he's just not making an impact in the series. Australia, Warner, Kawaja, Labashane, Smith, Head, 163 versus India. Uh, on this oval surface at the start of the summer. Marsh, Carey coming, Stark, Hazelwood, Murphy coming back in for Cameron Green has probably been disappointing. Sam, you still Hello. there? I'm still there. Ian Bell, um, would you tell us your England team, please? Yeah, I'm uh, exactly like Ed. I mean, I'll be fascinated to see. I mean, England obviously do announce it early, but I, I sort of think if Wood can get through, I would definitely be picking him. Um, would they go exactly the same again? I, I think they'd be tempted to go the same 11 again, just for all of the fact they've had two days off as well. So it's not like it's gone. You know, the bowlers have bowled a ridiculous amount of overs. So I think if they can get the same 11 out, I think they will. If Wood can't make it, then I think Tong does come in. But there is a good question over, over Jimmy potentially is, do you pick him? And I think it was a 50-50 call. You have to go Jimmy because he's done it for so long. So I think I'd be amazed, actually. I actually think they'll go the same 11 again, England. And then the Aussies is just whether Warner plays. Could you change Warner? I still think that's an option that they have to look at. Um, I think Australia psychologically have to do it, have to make a change. They've got to throw some punches at England and whether Warner can make it to this next test match will be interesting. Um, Ian, on Jimmy, obviously, you know him very well. Like, as a, uh, you know, if you're taking your, uh, the emotion of your, your friendship out of it, like, do you look at him as a, as a, as a batsman and say, look, the menace, has potentially gone at this point. Like, what? Where are where are you on Jimmy? No, not not just yet. I think take the first two games out. I thought they were pretty placid pitches, weren't they? Um, you know, again, yeah, I, I don't think so just yet. Um, we'll we'll find out. I wouldn't be surprised if we, we'll know a little bit more in the next 24, 48 hours where his head is and Broadies as well. Actually, I, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them walked out at the end of this Test match, um, and that was them done, if not both. But, but let's see what happens. They 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 could change their plans and, and play for another 12 months. So who knows? But I, I don't think we're there quite yet. Um, I think then his economy at the moment is suggesting that he's still going, literally, you know, he's not going anywhere as he's going to want to and over most times. He's just not getting his wickets. Is that just sometimes the series happens that way? Steve Smith hasn't, you know, absolutely tore, us, you know, tore it like he has done on other tours here as well. So sometimes it happens. They're not robots, they're human beings. And um, so I'll take it for that at the moment. Okay, um, Paul. Do any changes? Would any changes make a difference to the way you would bet on this match? No, I don't think so. My general analysis is it's to be against Australia, and I don't really see who they've got on the bench that's going to change this. Um, obviously, I think you would want Mark Wood ideally, but if not, I wouldn't be so negative on having Anderson either because I think you're going to have overcast conditions, ball moving around all throughout this Test match, so it could be perfect for him. Uh, Hawkins, over pitch report, please. 
Yeah, and 15 all-out scores in county championship one this season, only six of them, 300 or more. In the last five tests, there have been only five all-out scores of 350 or more in all innings. Australia made 4-6-9 versus India there earlier this summer. They set India 4-4-4 to win. They bowled out India in 64 overs. Remember, England had 71 at Australia at uh, Manchester. Uh, Reputation-wise, Oval's supposed to be an absolute batting paradise. It doesn't really stack up like that. Trent Bridge, Old Trafford, Rose Bowl, Edge Bassinall have higher batting averages at tests in the last 10 years, which have played more than six tests than the Oval, 30.7 runs per wicket. Uh, last year, England versus South Africa was an absolute bowler's paradise. No team made more than one six nine. Ian Bell, um, the scriptwriter chucked me under the bus here uh, and has has asked me to remind you that you scored one ton in 19 test innings at the Oval um, and asks, uh, presumably you agree that the batting service is not all it's potentially cracked up to be. No, no I think it is a good pitch. I think it's a good cricket pitch, isn't it? I think the one thing you get at the Oval... Um, you know, from when I made my debut there again, that all the Knicks carry, you know, that's one thing you do get there. As I said, the good consistent bounce. Um, if you get overhead conditions, it will, it, you can, it can swing around. Um, but as I said, the Knicks will carry all the way through this test match. Uh, if it's kind of ground again, if you get in, you can score fast. Obviously, again, it's one of those big squares all the way across the pitch. All the, all the practice facilities and nets are all on this, on the actual main ground. So again, you can get reverse swing second, second innings. And it is, like I said, from a run point of view, it's it's a fast scoring ground. But um, again, another pitch, it's hard to start if someone bowls well. Um, but if you can get in, you can score fast. Obviously, I didn't get in enough, which uh, my stats suggest that. Um, what you don't do, presumably, at the Oval is uh, bowl first, though, Ian, as Australia did in 2019. Is that fair? Uh, well, look, again, I, I would suggest that, uh, take all the history away, but if the overhead conditions, you know, are you know, perfect for bowling. Also, I'm thinking about with England. I mean, I'm not saying that England England want to chase every advantage. I actually think in Australia, tactically, I'd, I'd want to see what England can do batting first and actually ask them to do something for once rather than nearly, you know, setting this game up as a one-innings game. I, I, I think that's not a bad tactical thing against England to do. Okay, okay. Um, Hawke, uh, sorry, Paul Krishnamurti, how do we trade innings runs at the Oval? Got to be unders, absolutely got to be unders. I don't think the market will reflect it at all. So in the last 10 matches here, 55% of first innings, both sides, is they were under 300, okay? So that should be, in other words, 300 should be odds against. It won't, it will be odds on. Uh, also, 30% of the scores were under 200, which will be, you know, so that should be a 9-4 to shot. It will probably be more like a 5-1 to one shot. And then consider that those stats that I'm giving there, that's a, across the different range of conditions that we've seen at the Oval in those 10 games. And looking at this weather forecast, it's grim. It's going to be on and off showers all five days. It's going to be bold in paradise. So particularly with Australia, I would go under. So I'm very confident about that. Just to get back uh, to the weather forecast and everything and build on the point Ed was making, I think what you see in the market is this is recency bias. There's rain in the air. Everybody wants to back the draw. It's just assumed that they won't come back. They won't change within the hour. But then when they come back, as um, as they did, there's just this assumption that it won't change again. And it's likewise when batsmen are at the crease, it seems to be an assumption built into the market that, oh, it's going to be runs all day now. So once again, it's just a case of going the other way. Now, on the draw price, it's 7-2 to at the moment. I think that's going to come in today. It's going to shorten up. I don't think it will be a result because I think it will be bowling friendly conditions, but I think that's going to shorten up a lot. And 
I think you're going to lose play on every day. I mean, the BBC forecast is terrible. The Met Office is sort of mixed, but I, I wouldn't. I, would, I think we'll go to late on the fifth day. Okay, okay. Um, just a reminder: in-play advice will be available from Edward Hawkins uh, at Betfair Exchange throughout the fifth test. So please do form an orderly queue. We don't want to crash the X servers um, like last time. Um, Ian Bell, um, batters do batters to do well at the Oval, please. I think I'm expecting Joe Root to play well. I think uh, he showed those signs before getting that grubber in the first innings. I thought he, he again, looked back to his best in this series. Labashane, again, was a concern. I, I thought, again, he started to look his best. And I feel like good players like that, when they get going now, you know, expecting to score some runs. Steve Smith's been the only one, really, since that first test match who's missed out. But I think those two in particular... Um, you know, but actually, it's been and it's been fascinating. You mentioned Zach Crawley. I mean, the fact that he's leading run scorer in this tournament now, and when he gets into rhythm, I mean, don't get me wrong, he could nick nick one uh, early, but he, he's in he's in a bit of uh, a purple patch at the moment, isn't he? And when he scores, he scores particularly fast. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, Hawkins, some win rate numbers on top first innings run scorer, please. Yeah, not a huge amount to go on as we get to the end of this series. Nine to two, Brook is one, but the study sample is short although we suspect he has come of age in this test series. Uh, Stokes is very, very close at 11-2 with Betfair Sportsbook. Kawaja 7-2 with Betfair Sportsbook is win rate value. If Wood's not playing, that would be good for him. Uh, Smith's second inning sell. The record continues to crash for Smith, uh, averaging about 19 now in second innings in the last two years. Uh, Root is a second innings top bat bet with Betfair Sportsbook, but not first innings. Uh, Head's very interesting at 9-2. If Wood doesn't play and Crawley... Uh, five to one with Betfair Sportsbook. Okay, Ian Bell. Um, Smith hasn't done it in the series. Why? Um, the second question: Kawaja. Does he come back into it with no wood? Similarly, head. You know what? What should we be looking out for in the Australian batting ranks? Well, I think you've just said it there. Wood. Wood for me has made the biggest impact. I can remember anyone sort of coming into a into an Ashes side. I think when you talk about Steve Smith and the movements he has, that's fine. It, you know, he's obviously done it for a long time. He's, he's world-class, but I think at 93, 94 miles an hour, slightly get that wrong, you're in trouble. It's different to 83, 84 miles an hour when he's got time to adapt. So I think Wood has tested his technique more than more than anyone I can remember, really, in English conditions. Um, and I think that goes for the same with the other guys, doesn't it? I think Head definitely has a weakness to that short ball. Uh, he does score runs with it, but it looks like it could get him out, doesn't it? He looks really uncomfortable. And, and again, I think, uh, since Wood's been in, he's he's, he's certainly had Kawaja uh, hopping around a little bit as well. And I think it was talked about, I think you guys talked about it as well. So there was a number of chances created on Kawaja in the first two test matches that England just didn't take. So England are back up to speed. Bairstow's been better behind the stumps. They're taking their chances better in these last two test matches. So that's made a big impact. But Wood and Wokes have been the, the biggest change, I think, for England. OK, um, I have to say top series run scorer market seems very much alive. Kawaja's still the 15 to 8 favourite on the sportsbook. Crawley next best 21 to 10. Stokes is 4 to 1. Crawley in the lead with 385 runs over Kawaja 377 and Stokes at 360. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, players to do well at the Oval uh, or any of those prices um, I just listed, do they fancy any of that um, or not as the case may be? Talk to me. Well, the last time Chris Wokes played Test match at the Oval, he took seven wickets in the match, and he's bowled so well. I think he's well worth following. In fact, I like him at twenty-five to one for man of the match, given what he could contribute with the bat as well. Um, don't think he'll play, but Ollie Robinson's bowled really well in the last two times. Seven wickets last time, five previously. 
And just on that um, top series run scoring market, which is brilliant, that's a really exciting market. I'm wondering if maybe you want to lay the front three on the exchange and hope that either Joe Root or Labashane goes big. Lovely. Hawkins, uh, do you want to talk about top bowlers? Do you have any appetite for that? Well, I'd, I'd, I'd interested to hear what Ian thinks as a bowler who's going to do well here. And then if he'd just be snappy with that and I'll get some get some prices. Um, I mean, we we probably agree that Cummins is knackered, but um be interested to hear your views, Ian, on a bowler that will do well here. Yeah, I mean, I think you mentioned it, Paul just mentioned it, Wokes. I think Wokes is somebody at the moment, hasn't played lots and lots of cricket in recent time for England, but he looks like rhythm's right. You know, he's not quick, quick, but his paces and carry looks good. Um, I think Broad seems to have the bit between the teeth as well. And I, I don't know whether he's, you know, I'm not saying he's going to call it a day, but he just seems to look like he's in a relaxed place. He's enjoying his cricket. You know, I expect something quite big from him here as well. Um, he's bowled well, obviously been on the field when he's bowled well at, at the Oval. So I expect something from him. And if Warner plays, he's always going to get us off to a good start. So they're there too, definitely. And I hope from English point of view that Wood does play, because I think he has been a huge, huge difference. Uh, Woke seven to two is Betfair Sportsbook for top England first season wicket taker. Does look pretty big actually. Uh, player of the series betting is also still alive. Uh, Kawaja two to one, coming six to one, thirteen to two. As extraordinary as it may be, uh, the aforementioned Zach Crawley, uh, Ben Stokes eight to one. Um, Ian Bell, who would be your player of the series if we were betting right now? Oh, it's a difficult one from England's point of view. You know, I, I think I just think. I mean, if it goes two-two and Wood plays, I can't see how Wood wouldn't put himself up there. I mean, he has changed the dynamics. That Headingley spell, everything, the, everything seems to have changed since Wood's got the ball in his hand at Headingley. And and ironically, he's not going to play every game. But I feel like he, you know, if it wasn't for him, I just don't see how England would be um, in this position now. Um, it's it's a difficult one. Stokes again. Stokes is batting. If he can score runs again here, Crawley has had a good series, but. I wouldn't sit here and say he's man because he hasn't. I don't feel like he's won any games for England. I think Wood, for me, if he can play this next game and and England win, then I'd, I'd argue that he, he's been the massive, massive difference for England to to get back in this series two two. He's big price okay. twenty five to one with Betfair Sportsbook. If he if he plays, it's a massive price because he'll presumably have an impact and he has changed changed the series, but. Uh, we'll see uh, how you'd find a player in the series with a potential drawn series. Okay, well, look, that, as they say, is that loads to get stuck into there. But the best bets, the five-point challenge and the eagerly anticipated last um, word slash recipe for me and Bell is still to come. Uh, here is our friend Hawkins. Five-point challenge time now. No returning champion during the period of the Ashes series. It's been that tough. This week, Jack Jones gets a go. If he makes a proper profit, he returns next week. He's got five points. Um, I'm just looking at actually whether he's found, sent our five, sent his five points through to us. So we'll probably go to uh, Paul Krishnamurti's five points for his best bets first. And I'll try and rustle up those five-point challenge for you. Over to you, Paul. Okay, so we'll start off with one point on no century to be scored in the match at four to one. I have half a point on Chris Wokes, man of the match, 25 to 1. Um, half a point on Mitchell Marsh, top Australia first innings bowler at 6 to 1. And then all on Australia first innings runs. I'll have uh, 1.5 points on under 250, 1 point on under 225, half a point under 200. Right, thanks then, uh, Paul. Richard Mann's five points. 
to spend. Uh, he's got time to do that between nappies and feeding, what have you. Five points, two points on a Stokes 50 in the first innings. One point, Ollie Robinson, top England bowler in the first innings at 7-2. He's also going one point, Ollie Robinson, man of the match uh, at 20-1 to one with a Betfair Sportsbook. Uh, I think that's. I think he's given us four points there, but uh, we'll forgive him that. He's not probably getting much sleep. Uh, Jack Jones has not produced his uh, five-point challenge, incredibly. Uh, that's, that's the uh, nature of live podcasts, and this is potentially uh, seen as a recording, but it is very much live, so we'll probably have a five-point challenge oh. next week. Uh, back to you, Sam. Okay. Um, Marvellous, one might say. Uh, for the last time in this Ashes series, the final word goes to Ian Bell. Yeah, finally back down south. Like I said, the broadcast seems to not be ideal, but uh, hopefully there'll be plenty of cricket. Um, I think all the momentum's with England, isn't it? I think we've talked about that. So fascinating to see what happens. Um, let's hope for 2-2, much better than 2-1 or 3 3-1 and it properly goes back to Australia. I'd like to think that uh, they still haven't won over here since 2001, which would be a nice end to the week, even though we can't win it. Okay. That is Cricket Only Better 205. Thank you very much to Ian Bell for being our guest throughout this series. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on, Ian. Thank you. Um, Thank next you. next week, we preview the 100. I know the sublime to the ridiculous, but that is life, as they say, and we will see you then. <laughs>